0: desperate and I would put him on the air well I made the mistake of telling Jeffy this story and Jeffy found it the the most hilarious thing he's ever heard in his entire life I mean he's, he's in there now shaking like a bowl full of jelly and after all these years I wanted to do that to someone else and then they recognized me probably from the beginning they probably knew it was me when they put me on Oh, life is bad. I don't ask for much. I really don't ask for much. All I wanted to do was to hear the kids sweat. That's all. Like that son of a bitch in Miami made me sweat every miserable week. The only one that I can actually remember in any detail was a guy that had written a book on home brewing of beer. I don't think very much of store-bought beer. the only home brew I've ever had always tasted like carbonated sewage. I had no interest in this guest whatsoever. And I can remember sitting there looking at that line flashing, trying desperately to get through the interview. Desperately. And finally running out of questions and having no choice waiting for the first word out of the caller's mouth. Hoping it would be somebody saying something like,
1: Uh, Uh, hi.
2: Thanks for taking my call.
0: But no. It was, Uh, hello, Mr. Guest. Where do you get the beer bottles from? Can you buy them in the store? Uh, well, uh, yes, actually. uh, Quite a number of uh, manufacturers make them. Uh, if you'd like, I have the address... This is perhaps the most boring show. Could you not put something on that was was less boring, maybe, please? Well, I was coming up on my own break. Uh, Well, something's good like that. We can push the break back. I don't know if we've ever talked about that at our show meetings. But, you know, we can. John and Pinellas, hi, John. You're on the air, 970 WFLA. John, once.
3: If you were like a world leader, what country would you like to possess, and what would you like to, uh, what country would you like to, uh, go in? You know
0: have I ever thought about it? Well, if John, this, like this, this, this might come as a tremendous surprise to you, but while I do have a tendency to sometimes drink myself silly, I've never quite been so incapacitated that I sat around thinking about which country I would like to lead and which country I would like to go against.
3: Well, that's the problem that all world leaders have because uh, the melting pot is in the United States or somewhere else, maybe Europe right now or England, but uh, that's the whole problem we've had through uh, world history, I guess. And, uh, you know, if it was
0: uh Well gee, John, which which country would you like to go against?
3: Well, I mean, you know, if I could be in like uh the Never Neverland, I would like mm-hmm. to be in uh the Star Trek where uh you know, all that uh flagrant uh you know, science fiction movie came down. We never do this, never do that, and everybody's cool. You know. And uh, other than that, I think that would be the ultimate thing. But that's like looking forward and onward, but uh, and we ain't there yet. as just Hollywood,
0: right? Uh yeah, right. So, uh, what uh, what country is it that you'd like to go against?
3: Uh all of them. Against uh, best those care to all of them. Because if you're in a Star Trek commander, you can go against all of them. You know, you can just tell them where to go, and you can tell them this is the uh, peace war, peace way, or whatever. And
0: you spend a fair amount of your time thinking about this.
3: Well, in the United States, I think uh, Patrick Henry laid his life down, and, uh, you know, a lot of other uh, people uh, laid their life down uh, for that. And uh, they got killed in the process, and that was the thing that uh, they believed in. Uh They believed in certain beliefs believed in certain beliefs. Uh, Absolutely, that's why we're here, that's why we have the Constitution, that's why we have a flag, that's why we're different than any other country in the world.
0: Well, every other country in the world has a flag and a Constitution, too.
3: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But we're the only ones that have our Constitution, with, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, maybe there's better Constitutions, maybe more freedom, I don't know, I haven't explored the whole world, but... Mm -hmm. Patrick Henry and, and uh, uh, a lot of people went up to the rope, netting the hell, uh, because they were traitors. Traitors. And uh, that uh, we had to have belief systems in this country for us to survive. I mean, uh, sure, I like to put uh, you know, Hillary under the rope see if she could survive that. I'd like to put Hillary into the rope, yeah. And, and Hillary and Bill under the rope and see if they could survive, you know, the hatchet man for France, the guillotine. But they were uh, all answering questions correctly. But, uh, I can't do that.
0: Uh, how many people did survive the guillotine?
3: Uh, not enough. I don't think. Not enough. Oh, mm-hmm. well, you know, in, what kind of questioning do they have for them? They, they routed them up. I mean, uh, you know, they routed them up with certain questions. Mm-hmm. You know, the guillotine. team, I mean, it was hard to keep that sharp, so I'm sure that... Uh, How many
0: angels can dance on the head of a
3: pin? I'm sure that they had to keep the sharp. And I'm sure that the head of the pin was no more responsible for anything as the sharp guillotine. but they needed to be rounded up and put into that cauldron for whatever reason. You know, well, it's very, very...
0: You know, the cauldron was used for, you know, boiling people. Well, they could Yellow The team was for cutting their heads off cauldron uh, with, where they put people to boil them and use like oil. was a part of so you No, boiling oil was uh, in a separate in and of itself. I mean, if you boiled someone in the oil, then you couldn't really, you know, chop his head off. Well, you could, but he'd be dead. And if you had already chopped his head off, it was kind of futile to, you know, waste the oil to boil him. And I think it was the gypsies that were into uh, boiling people in, in oil, and not not the French. Well,
3: it's probably just one or two people or a couple of lamps. Yeah. It wasn't really like your stamp. I don't know. Huh. I mean, you know, it was oh. all over Europe. Thanks, sure.
0: thanks, thanks for checking in with us, John.
1: Not anything in particular.
0: I mean, this couldn't just be points. Could it? I don't think so. No. Hello.
3: Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that,
2: I was calling about that uh, gentleman that called earlier about the uh, uh, talking about the. Uh, government that has the ten commandments. Uh
1: commandment. huh.
2: Yeah, I I, I believe uh, only uh, running candidates have those posted. Only
0: running candidates have those posted. Okay. Yeah,
2: well, you don't have to impress.
0: You mean people who do power walks or squat thrusts? They don't.
2: No, I mean the uh, the uh, people running for office would say they have. It. Oh, okay. But uh. Okay, Will. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We have uh, but to go uh, to Dave on the cell phone. Dave, you're on the Air 970 WFLN. Hey,
2: good afternoon, Bob.
0: Hi, Dave.
2: How's it going? Excellent. Hi, Dave. You're probably going to trash me for asking you this, but um, I, I truly am a long-time listener. i listen to you for a long time, and, and I know you don't even like to hear that, but uh, I've never, ever heard the uh, Mr. Airstream tape. Do you still have that? Of course. Or? ever played that on 970? Because I, I knew you played
0: it. Three or four this, uh, times
2: a year. Three or four times a year. Okay. I, how long is it? Eight uh, minutes. Eight minutes. Why don't you play it now? You can kick back, relax, play it. You haven't played it in a while, and I not to enjoy it on my way home
0: here. Uh, because uh, there isn't uh, eight minutes of opportunity. Oh.
2: And, and, and uh, on top of
0: that, I don't like to announce that I'm playing it because it still draws calls. Oh, really? Most people go bonkers when they hear Mr. Airstream. Oh. Uh, Oh, but it's one of the things. That really, it has to be planned because I have very few eight-minute segments. Ah,
2: uh, well, I guess I'll just have to keep listening
0: then. You'll you'll hear it one of the days. Well,
2: maybe maybe somebody will call up with a really good, uh, you know, trivia uh, effort there. <laughs>
0: Might take a lot longer for you here, Dave, than you thought. 990 wfla in pro 461 wfla in Pinellas. Uh, to uh, Jim in Wigo. Jim, you're on the air 970 WFLA. Good evening, Bob. Uh, good evening, Jim.
4: I've been listening with great interest with the
0: uh, commentary on your last series on the media. It's a legendary station. I mean, all kinds of things happened on that station in many, many different formats station and the people that worked on it were part of the lives of two-thirds of this country because of its incredible signal. Anyway, uh, in the month of August, they're doing all kinds of stuff, uh, you know, the old barn dance days and, and uh, the, the, the whole thing. And then at the end of August, they're doing a special anniversary of the 10th year of LS Going Talk, bringing back all kinds of people. I did the first talk show on WLS, the first talk show on WLS, and I am part of it. I never did anything to those people,
5: nothing. I did everything they asked me to do.
0: Did I give them crap about it? You better believe it. Did I debate it with them? You better believe it. Did I do it? Yes, I did. The only thing I ever did to those people was take their own stupidity and turn it around on them. The classic case, I've told the story before, but what the hell is probably the most clever thing I've ever done in my life, is when they forbid
1: me to mention that I was born, ever lived anywhere
0: other than Chicago, or ever worked any place other than Chicago. I was forbidden. And so I never did. I never mentioned any of those things again after I was forbidden to do so. However, if someone called up and said, uh, uh, Bob, uh, didn't you used to live in Florida? I would say I can't say that I did. Oh, aren't you the guy who used to work at WFLA in Tampa? Can't say that I am. Weren't you born in Philadelphia? Can't say that I was. That's That's the kind of stuff I did to them. And to this day, if you call up and ask, uh, whatever happened to Lester, we'll basically hang up on you. Because that's the kind of business it is. What the hell ever did happen to Russ Alvins and Charlie Logan and all of those people that were part of your lives? They never did anything wrong. All they ever did is what they were told to do. It's all anybody in this business ever does. For all practical purposes, there is one man... One man who ever really didn't do what he was told to do. The guy's name is Joey Reynolds. He worked for WKBW in Buffalo, New York. He worked for a guy named uh, Norm uh, Schreit, who I ended up working for. And he didn't do what Norm told him to do. As far as I know, he's the only man. He's still alive. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but he starved for 20 years. He worked weekends for 20 years before he uh, hit it uh, again at WOR in New York. For 20 years, man. He lived like a pauper. And what you don't understand, this business ruins you. It ruins you. I mean, when you're finally thrown out, when you're in your usually uh, late 30s, early 40s, this is what you've been doing for 20 years. You don't know how to do anything else. And worse than that, you go and you, you, know, you, you, you swallow your pride, you say, it's over, I'm going to have to rejoin the real world. You go out and you apply for a job. They take one look at your resume. Oh, oh you don't want to work here. You're only going to work here until you get one of those fabulous paying radio jobs again. It is a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. First of all, very few people make any serious money in this business. Very, very few, including a lot of big names, don't make big money. And so they usually have nothing. You know, they're just like you, they look paycheck to paycheck. And getting a real job. Oh, and even, you know, there was a time when, you know, okay, you blow it in New York, you can go to Oshkosh. Well, all the stations Kosh are animated now. Animated, automated. Oh God, I tell you, <laughs> out of his recorded promos, when there's not a chance in hell of hearing him. Well, we want to remind people he's still on the station. Well, why not play the promos when he is on the station? We do. Seems to me there's a far, far more, more heavy schedule when there's you know no chance of hearing him for a week or two. We play the the spot breakers. The 15-second spot breakers. That's what you're hearing. I don't play the 30-second uh, the
5: program. People, t- people in this area either hate the show or love the show, but everyone at least tuned in for a piece every morning just to find out what was going on there. One
0: of the highlights of my life, personally and professionally, and I mean this, I'm not, not jer- jerking you around, one of the highlights of my life is the first time I heard him mention my name on his show, I and mean, that's how big his show was. I mean, it was just a thr and I've been in the business for fifteen years by the time that happened.
5: You know, it's unique and you know, of course now there's every, there's zoos all over the place and I know M O and Dio, you know, they they you know, they think that they have a following. They have a pale following comparison to what that show did. Actually if I remember correctly, you know, ninety three three showed up on the scene, I think they called themselves the power pig and they you were scared, I think, in those guys over there, at Q105. They blew some people out, kept some people around. They didn't catch up, and what happened? I guess they eventually turned the country, right?
0: Yeah, well, Q105, by the time the power pig came on, was so big and so powerful, uh, and there were so many prima donnas working there that it literally self-destructed. The power pig had very little to do with it, to tell you the truth. It would have fallen apart
5: anyway. Well, it was interesting because you know. It but it was tough, a great so. radio station. I don't know what Cleveland's doing now. Obviously, I guess he didn't catch on there. But you know, it's a shame because he literally, for a ten-year period, was legend. And I guess he's just a normal guy looking for a
1: want to buy a house. A
0: yeah, he's selling real estate now. Oh, <laughs> uh, you win some, you lose some. Hi, oh, you're on the air, 970 WFLA. Hi, Bob. Hi. A couple of comments if I might. Sure. Um, I
6: I, I understand what you're saying about the radio market. I disagree that they all stink, though. Uh, There are at least a couple of good ones around the country, Seattle being one. Uh, We move here from there, and and they have a pretty decent market. They're not all corporate-owned. A lot of them, but not all of them.
0: Really? No, that's unusual.
6: And also in Des Moines, Iowa, they have a pretty decent market. It's small, but it's not all corporate the other thing is that, amen, brother, when you talk about not making money in radio, I spent 10 years in the business. I got out because I wanted to make an actual, uh, what's the word, living. <laughs> I wanted to make actual money. And when I, when I, about 12 years ago, I got out of the business in order to go into programming full time. And people would look at me and say, why would you leave a high paying job like radio to come into programming?
0: I said, no, no, no. Maybe one out of a thousand people that ever gets into this business makes an above average wage.
6: Absolutely. And you have to be in management or you have to have a really hot profile like a Howard Stern or a Don Imus or something like that. It just doesn't happen. And it's the most, it's the most confounding myth.
0: So, and God help you if you get caught in the business and don't get out in time, uh, because then your life is, your life is over.
6: That's why. There's almost happened. nothing you can do. I would have been stuck in a twenty thousand dollar a year job in the small market where I was if I hadn't broken out when I did. I hear you, do. And I just I didn't I didn't want to face what you were talking about, 20 years of radio on your, on your resume, mm-hmm. with that myth out there that everybody in radio makes money and you're just working this job to tide you over till you get your big break.
0: I hear that one, too.
6: It's, it's just, that's why I broke out.
0: Okay, well, i got a break for the news. Just to give you an idea as to what kind of a business this is, this, I'm not sure if I've ever told this story on the air, and if I have, please forgive me. But back at L.S., this is just one of the, the wildest and craziest, most ridiculous things. There was this restaurant, okay, this big, big restaurant. I think they have one in Orlando. It's, uh, uh, it's a gigantic place, and they put on medieval jousts, okay? And they usually have four or five nights, and uh, they go through this whole series of competitions that at the end of the night, uh, the, you know, the, the wing Night uh, usually has a champion, and uh, everybody claps in there. And it, it's actually it's kind of a neat thing. It's it's nothing you'd want to do every, you know, week, but uh, you know once in a lifetime. It's a, it, it's kind of a neat thing. The food's okay, but the show is incredible. So anyway, this restaurant they come to the station, they come to L. S. and they say, yeah, look, uh, you know, we'd like to do a promotion with you, and uh, we want two of your personalities, and uh, one will. Uh, Uh, represent the uh, red knight and the other will represent the black knight and so of course uh, the station immediately decided that i would represent the red knight Uh, and that um guy worked in the morning stacy taylor would uh uh, his champion would be the black knight and the the concept the idea was is that uh, taylor and i talked it up and uh you know encouraged our listeners to sit on our side, on, you know, whatever side uh, of the arena. And uh, supposedly there was this uh, great competition that, uh, you know, he who didn't get as many people as the other guy would be in trouble with management, which we probably would have been. Uh, but, uh, you know, that was the concept. And we talked about it for two, three weeks. And on the day of the event. And, you know, I don't like to do personal appearances. Okay, we all know that. Uh, it makes me very, very uncomfortable. But... I tried to be a good soldier. On the day of the event, the restaurant casually mentioned that the black knight was the one who was going to win or excuse me, the red knight, my guy was the one that was going to win that night. Because they take turns. Okay? You know, it's kind of like professional wrestling. And the guy that wins uh, is actually, you know, he has to do a lot more work. A hell of a lot more work. So they... And it's it's very very strenuous physical work, and so they take turns. And that night was to be the red night. It had to, you know it had nothing to do with me personally or anything like that. The general manager and the program ma- manager went ape crap. I mean, livid. They demanded that Stacy Taylor's night win and not mine, and threatened to pull out. At the last possible moment, if the restaurant didn't capitulate. And thank God the restaurant said, Get a life. The red night wins tonight. And of course the radio station backed down. But they were livid. Because Stacy Taylor's night was going to lose. And my night was going to win. Like it made any difference to anybody. The kind of business it is, boys and girls. Hi, you're on the air, 970
3: WSLA.
0: Let me share an email with you if I can quickly find it. Uh, While you're doing that, I'll give you a little addendum to the weekend turnstile. Oh, yeah. It uh, it's not going to be marvelous, Marvin, this week. So yeah. we can't call it the Weekend Turnstile for Marvelous Marvin. Uh-huh. Our very own Jack Harris will be doing the Weekend Turnstile this week. Apparently there was some confusion. Mr. Harris won out. So he'll be doing the Weekend Turnstile Saturday 9 to 11.30. Damn, I, I can't find the female mail now. Oh, here it is i uh, not sure if your email is monitored while you're on the air. I enjoyed 99% of your shows until I lost track of you. Now I have found you on the Internet. There are a few times uh, that I called you at WSUN and you only hung up on me once. I've been listening now for nearly a half hour, and I haven't heard any calls. Is your show still a call-in show? <laughs> now do you know why you haven't heard? Uh, you know, we, we try to avoid them wherever possible. Because the audience is so unbelievably unimaginative. Uh, hi, you're on the air 970 WSLA.
7: Yeah, something was talked to talk last year about, uh, about the topic for tonight. Go ahead. The topic for tonight.
0: Go ahead.
7: Well, Mr. Lester, um, I wanted to tell you that, uh, I like your show. I listened to it, uh, actually, I look forward to it at the end of the day. And, uh,. Sometimes it's so frustrating with the radio stations that are out there that I have to listen to, uh, what's that lady's name, I'm my kid's mom.
3: Oh, yeah, 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 I really,
7: really, really can't stand that. But anyway, your your point is very well taken, you're absolutely right. The radio stations in this market, do you suck?
0: They suck in every corner. This town's no different, man. Radio is just so generic anymore.
7: I mean, how many oldie stations and and soft stations do we need?
0: Uh, How many channels do you have? That's how many you're going to get.
7: (laughs) Um, I myself, being Hispanic, I've, I've always often wondered, with a market as big as this is Hispanics, why isn't there a Hispanic station in that side? Not that it would be any different or any better than anything else.
0: Well, actually, there aren't a little variety. Actually, there aren't that many uh, Hispanics or Blacks in this uh, market uh, compared to percentage-wise compared to other towns. Uh, the uh, minority uh, population in this market is relatively small. Really? Yeah.
7: Well, I like the work you do. Like you said, if you're in that same pile you sucks, so I think you're at the top of the pile though. Okay. <laughs> That's
0: you be good. We know the show sucks. It's just like we always tell you, it doesn't suck as bad as some of the others. Let me tell you, there are two cigars that come to mind The seventy W S L A. Once again, another shameful show yesterday, blaming the
1: audience for your woes, your failures. Unbelievable. How old are you? You know, I'm 37.
0: 37 years old. Aren't you, you ashamed of yourself? When you go to a bad you have no freaking life.
1: You think that you're clever and amusing and you, you aren't. You're obnoxious. You're boring.
0: the same crap over and over and over again. And on top it's of, of that, you make an absolute fool you of yourself, so yourself you because you listen right to every frickin' and word that's on
3: this station. I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole.
7: I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole.
0: Uh, I'm an asshole. 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 Truer words were never spoken. Hi, you're
7: on the air at
5: 970 WFLA. Frag nah, baby. You're <laughs> just pathetic.
0: You're on the air at 970 WFLA. Well, hey,
5: yeah, Babad, uh, do you think Sonny uh, Jensen would have ever been a uh, Hall of Fame quarterback if the Eagles never traded for Norm shade.
0: You're on the air 970 WFLA. Oh, Bob. Yeah. Yeah, uh, first of all, this is uh, Broward County. You're going to stay on the air for about, till about
2: 9. So our baseball game's
0: canceled. Somebody should cancel you. You're on the air 970 WFLA. Hello. You're on the air 970
1: WFLA. Speaking of radio
4: legends, whatever happened to Jack Ellery?
0: You're on the air 970 WFLA.
4: You're just a miserable human being, Lassiter. I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. I'm an
7: asshole. I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. I'm an
1: asshole. I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. That's it.
0: Yeah, that's it. Tell us exactly where they were and precisely what they were doing on November the 22nd, 1963. And the reason we are not looking for that kind of call is that very few of you tell good stories. And while it is terribly, terribly emotional and meaningful to you, it isn't to anyone else. Okay? Okay. (laughs) The second type of caller that we are not looking for tonight are the people who wish to impress us by telling us that the people who are calling are not very good and asking us, where do you get them from? We get them from the streets of Tampa. They're people just like you who have nothing to say about anything, but feel compelled to say it. Okay? Okay. All right. Now we got that out of the way. 990-WFLA in Hillsborough, 461-WFLA in Pinellas. So uh, what are uh, people talking about, Jeffy? What are people talking about? Yeah, you were on about this weekend. What you hear people talking about? I was on about this. Is, important important them? Them? What is important to the people? Important to the people. Yeah. The kinds of things that are on their mind that they you know, were talking about. Well, you I heard a lot of football talk this weekend. I heard uh, a lot of soccer talk. I was reading an article today about Alan Berg, a guy that was shot uh, back in 84, I guess it was show is from Denver, right? His producer used to go out and spend about six hours a week uh, just sitting in shopping malls uh, listening to what people were talking about. Really? Yeah.
1: He probably got paid
0: for it. Um, let's see, what else? That's it. That's it. I heard a little Jesse Jackson talk. Oh, God, he pissed off the white (laughs) folk. God (laughs) almighty.
1: Yeah, well, I wasn't with a lot of black folks, so... It was, it was mostly white folks that were talking about you hang out with white folks? Yeah.
0: And yeah, they let right. me. Ooh, their standards have slipped. They let me. Hi, you're on there at 970 WFL. <laughs> ah, pity poo. That one got dumped. Darn, son of a gun. Hi, oh, you're on there at 970 WFLA. Oh, boy. The original crowd's out today. Hi, oh, you're on there at 970
4: WFLA. Hey, a Bob. Yeah. Um, is there a point to this, or do I have to switch to
0: the radio station? Well, sir, you can make the point if you'd like.
4: Well, um, you're... So what, you're was it,
0: so what was it that you wanted to talk about, sir?
4: I had no topic for the evening. Yeah, what I know you had you? no
0: topic for the evening, because you're just you know, one of those freeloaders that sits there waiting for someone else to say something uh, uh, that uh, you can uh, sit back and say, oh, wow. I'm going yeah, to- sir, all the other people that are calling are just like you. Ain't a goddamn thing on their minds either, man.
4: I didn't say I didn't have anything on my mind. I was waiting for the talk show host. Yeah, sir. You did say
0: time. you had nothing on your mind when I asked you what you wanted to talk about. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to hear other people talk about stuff.
4: Well, I have things on my mind, and not necessarily you yeah, probably right now. Yeah. Well, the sun's going down, and it uh-huh. kind of struck me as interesting that it goes down quicker and quicker the closer it gets to Christmas. But that's uh-huh. not worthy of a talk show host. Really? Uh, it's not worthy of your time.
0: Uh, what the hell would you know about what's worthy of my time?
4: Well, why don't you bring up something that's worthy of your time so we can actually listen and call in and make comments about it as opposed to... Oh, no, you, you want me to do your comments. thinking
0: for you. You want me to tell you what you should be thinking about today so that you can uh, then uh, call in and make comments about what my thoughts are.
4: I've always assumed that a talk show... Host well, don't assume would anything. Why should talk.
0: you assume anything about my industry, sir? You're not in my industry. How are you assuming for?
4: Well, you're assuming that I have a topic as well, and you're not... No, I'm not
0: assuming, sir. I knew that you didn't. That's why I was pointing it out. Well, so you're just calling up to complain that other people don't have topics.
4: Are you going to do anything other than this for the rest of two hours? I
0: don't know what the hell I'm going to do.
1: All right, then I'll switch stations. Go ahead. Thanks.
0: So let me see if I have this correctly, sir. There's not a damn thing on your mind except the sun goes down faster. The closer to your gets to Christmas. You don't like anything that you've heard for the last half hour, and you've sat there listening to it. And then you threaten me with. Well, I'm going to switch stations.
3: Oh! Oh, dude, please don't do that!
0: A talk show host is supposed to say something uh, that uh, would uh, stimulate conversation, and then uh, we call up and comment on it. Funny, I don't ever recall hearing your voice before. I've said some incredibly provocative things over the years. This is the first time you ever called. I haven't switched stations yet, have
1: you? To make
6: it entertaining. It just seems like everyone you hear that calls in is an absolute moron, has nothing important to say.
0: you really they want they to know the truth? Yes. Talk radio it has turned into... Uh... A format that appeals blatantly to people who are not interested in conducting conversations. It's, it's, it is either voyeurism or some type of a, a group support.
6: Okay, it just baffles me. It's, just, it's like they have no common
4: sense, they have no facts, and they have have no desire to want to converse with the host.
0: Talk yes. radio has done its dandest to drive away people who are into conversation. You see, most people are not, are frankly not capable of conversation.
1: Exactly, and most of them have the attitude. Yeah, hello. Happy Thanksgiving La and dir Frog. Yeah, hello.
4: Uh, actually, I wanted to, I didn't, you're the only number I could remember. I just saw a, a funnel cloud over by I-4 and 75. I don't know whether you could get it to some of your people or not. Uh, I'm on the air, sir. So can't oh, leave. Never mind. Oh, okay. Hello. Yeah, I hope you choke and puke on your turkey tomorrow. You know, good rotten bastard.
1: I just love the holidays. Yeah, Hello. Over 500!
0: Seems to amuse you. What the he talking about?
1: Your Buccaneer prediction. Oh,
0: no way. <laughs> Hello?
3: Hey, Bob, are you going to stuff the turkey this year?
4: <laughs> Hello? Hey, you forgot to say uh, that he was chained
1: just inches away from his bowl of gruel. Ever so slightly. I forgot to say, uh. Hello. I had sex with WFLA's turkey that they served for lunch. Hello.
3: Hello, you commie bastard. Are you there? Tommy bastard, are you there? How long have you been a communist, and why are you a communist?
4: Why don't you make that the topic of your very next telephone solicitation? Hello. Hello, boss. Yeah. Just want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving, you and Jeffy and your lovely wife.
0: Well, thank you very much.
1: Hello. The and the Seminole can go to God. Hello. Hello. Hmm. Chicken. Hello.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Listen, I, I'll be honest. With you, I don't agree with a lot you say, but don't people have better things to do than to call your show and do such stupid, childish crap as they do by flushing the commode and yelling out things? I mean, I mean, honestly, do they have nothing better to do with their life?
0: Sir, so what makes you think I know these people?
1: Do I know yes. you? No, you don't know me.
0: I, well, then why know. would you ask me a question like that?
1: Because these people are so I- they're idiots. Just call your show and flush the toilet and, and all that. I mean, come on. It's, it's a talk show. Call up and talk about something.
0: Well, what would you like to talk about?
1: Um, I, I, I think Tony Clinton's a joke for a run for uh, office. That's something we can talk about if you want.
0: I don't live in New York, sir. It's, it's, you know, it's a non sequitur. Yeah. Just,
1: just, yeah, it has no true. effect on my life at all. Why should she run for office? It's none of your damn
0: business. You don't live in New York either. That's for the citizens of New York to determine. You're right.
1: I don't live in New York. I don't want to live in New York. But but she has no business running. She has
0: all the business in the world of running, sir. It's up to the citizens of New York, not some, you know, Yahoo from Florida that it has no effect on his life whatsoever, but just can't get over the uh, Clintons, you know? Get over them, dude.
1: There once was this news guy named... Paul Harvey. ...who wanted to add his own two cents to his newscast. Mind if I tell you a little story first? So he did. And those two cents started adding on... I come from Chicago. I know. So they so marked why it. do you care? What well, difference because, does it make does? to you? Just let it go. No, but doesn't she have the right as a senator to vote on national policies, which can affect if even people... No, explore? sir. Those good people
0: of New York have a right to elect a senator. Right And it's none of your damn business who they elect as long as that individual meets the qualifications.
1: I agree but I would not like to see her in there because
3: she may have an effect on the national.: It's policy. none
0: of your business. It's the business of the people of New York. Stump you? Apparently. that would be Marquette, Michigan. Okay. heading for that tomorrow. I mean, do you, you, know, you know the streets and stuff like that, <laughs> so that you'll know. Because uh, no. when he started out with, you know, where ninety crosses uh, seventy three or whatever hell, I that, but when he did the five twelve thing, the state roads five twelve, and then Genesee and Park, God Almighty. <laughs> Although I didn't mention the arterial, hmm, which is kind of it's the only quote unquote highway that runs through town, and they always have troubles on the arterial. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
5: And a safe one.
0: All right? Okay.
1: All right. Okay. Yeah, hello. When it comes
4: to be everywhere that we know which way the wind blows, we know which way the wind blows. I said, shove
1: it up your ass. Oh, I'm a pussy now.
4: I said, shove it up your ass. Hello. You Near know, the difference between the real world and the dream world? Hello. I'm there, now?
1: Hello. Yeah, who leaves more beer kids on the co- console? Whitney Johnson or Jack Harris? Hello. Uh,
4: hi. I'm from New York. And I think it's dangerous for anybody Hello. who endangers the uh, foreign policy of the United States.
0: Yeah, why don't you go back to New York? You're not from New York.
4: Yeah, I'm from yeah. New York. Yeah, yeah. really? My accent's I broken.
0: Yeah, sure. I, is,
4: I think those people are dangerous. Well,
0: why don't you call a New York radio station then? Hello?
5: Hello? hell. Hello? Yeah, a body. Yeah. Yeah, this is Carlos. Hey, there's ghosts all over the highway. It's
0: just brutal out here. Oh, uh, that plays in the morning, sir. It doesn't play in the afternoon. Hello? Huh, what? Uh, uh, right there, Hello? Uh, that plays in the morning, sir. It doesn't play in the afternoon. Hello? Uh, what? Uh, Likewise. Hello? Good and old Jeffy's jockstrap. Oh, another original one.
1: Hello? Bob, are you uh, for or against Thanksgiving?
0: She didn't stick around for me to answer. Hello.
1: You see my reader?
0: Hello.
5: Hello, ma'am. Speak to Bob.
0: Yes, ma'am, you are.
5: Oh, hi.
0: Hi.
1: Hello. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Bob. Hello. And I'm there, no. Hello. Sue Tree walks by the glass and doesn't even glance in anymore. You know, no I it
0: twice today.
1: No new contract.
0: I returned my call in four weeks. No new contract. Can't begin, uh, I did to these people if they would treat me that way, you know? I mean, I'm not the one that lied. I'm not the one that tried to deceive. I'm not the one that uh, forged documents. I'm not the one that stole money from me. I'm not the one that made tax decisions that cost me money out of my pocket. I'm not the one that did any of that. Four weeks. Four frickin' weeks and then they can't return a phone call.
1: Okay. Hello? We do. Hello.
5: Hey, Bob. Doctor's away.
1: Hello. Hi, Bob. Hi.
4: Um, I miss the old days when uh, on SUN when you'd do a jump button and your voice would start to sound like Hal uh, from 2001. Is that all, sir?
0: Last week, you said a steel mill couldn't be built here because the community doesn't want it. But there is a incidence of things the community have voted not to have that government ruled as illegal, such as the big satellite dishes. Many communities have an ordinance that doesn't allow satellite dishes. People have went to court and won that it's illegal to restrict the use of a dish. Here's my points. One. If this lap-dancing change will prevent crimes, drugs, and prostitution, then shouldn't it apply to other businesses as well? For instance, there is a high number of pedophiles and adulterers in religious organizations. A six-foot buffer in baptisms, faith-healing between choir members and the ministering clergy and young boys and girls would prevent many crimes. The cook of a restaurant and the waitresses, bosses... I've had many so-called Christians, religious people tell me I shouldn't be allowed to gamble anywhere yet they buy the damned lottery tickets and buy and sell stocks daily losing and winning thousands of dollars I enjoy playing cards for money and don't understand why one form of gambling is acceptable and mine isn't why is it okay for me to lose my ass on IBM stock or chasing million dollar jackpots the next 50 years of my life and not cards, dice, etc. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, let's go to Largo. Hi, Largo. You're on the air 970. Uh, you're not Largo, uh, so let me do that and then that. Largo, you're on the air 970 WFLA.
1: There was a large barmaid from Vale. On her breast, she had listed the price of ale. To make it fair to the blind, on her massive behind, she listed the prices in Braille.
0: Uh, Tampa, I Tampa, you're on the air 970 WFLA.
8: Hey Bob, I just wanted to um see what you thought about that lap dancing band. And I don't know, it's pretty absurd. I think. Do you think, or do you not think?
0: Well, sir, it doesn't really make a great deal of difference to me personally, but I certainly don't mind it.
8: So you're against the band, actually.
0: No, sir, I'm not against the band. I don't mind the band. I don't support it, but I'm not, you know, opposed to it. I don't mind it. It's fine with me.
8: But uh, do you think the the government should get involved in what, I mean...
0: Yes, sir, I do think the government should get involved in keeping undesirable businesses out of communities. Yes, I do.
8: How undesirable are they? They're not hurting anyone.
0: Oh, they're offensive, sir, to a great many people. They're also eyesores.
8: They're not eyesores.
0: Yes, sir, they are eyesores. They're gaudy and obnoxious.
8: They just don't go in them.
0: Well, sir, I still have to drive by them and see them. They're gaudy.
8: There's a lot of businesses that are gaudy.
0: Yes, sir, that's true. Well,
8: we don't try and dictate where they should be. Yes, how sir,
0: they I beg they your pardon, sir, business. we do. That's called zoning.
8: Well, they've tried to zone out numerous...
0: Yes, sir. It's when the people of a community determine that they do not wish certain kinds of businesses in certain areas. Yes, that's true.
8: Mm -hmm. Why have they been trying to zone out the Mons Venus and they have yet to shut it down? And all this new law.
0: I don't know, sir. I wish they had been more successful in that.
8: Yeah, I like you, Bob, but I disagree with you on this one.
0: Well, you're allowed to disagree with me, sir. And it doesn't offend me that you do.
8: No, I'm just... It
0: doesn't offend me that anyone does.
8: I just think it's that it's really kind of ridiculous that the... Uh, no, I think mean, it's kind of contestant.
0: ridiculous. I think it's kind of ridiculous that people have to go and pay some bimbo for their uh, you know uh, sexual fantasies. I think that's that's really tragic and sad and pathetic.
8: Why? They're not all bimbos, number one.
0: A, they are all bimbos, no, number they're one. they're not. Come on. Well, yeah, some don't of them are sluts don't. and whores.
8: You do not know them. You're stereotyping all
0: of them. No, sir, I'm not stereotyping them. I'm telling you they're all bimbos.
8: Well, that's, that is absolutely not true. Right, of and course. And people like the city council and... Anyone I that the takes Europe.
0: their clothes off and shakes their booty and then goes around soliciting tips is a, you know, a fine human being.
8: Come on, they, they, they are. Mm-hmm. They spend a lot of money in this community, number one. They uh-huh. make a lot of money.
0: No, they don't make any or spend any. Sir, the, the, uh, that money was already here.
8: So all the money that comes from the out-of-town businessmen that is given to the club and to the girls was already here?
0: Well, I suppose there are some people from out-of-town who come in to buy drugs from uh, you know, cocaine pushers, too. Uh, so that's good money.
8: No, but you're talking no, it that's isn't. totally different.
0: No, it's that's not totally different. different. No, it's undesirable money.
8: Lap dancing is legal as of right now. Mm-hmm. So you're no, about, like, that, it won't that, be. That's along the same lines as drug dealing.
0: No sorry I said it's undesirable money
8: but I, but I mean, do you really think that it's okay and it's good for the government, the city council to tell
0: for the third and final time yes, sir, I do because there are some people like you who just don't have a clue. A couple of small markets there, yes, and a few. Not this one. Hi, you're on the air 970
1: WSLA. Bob? Yes, sir. You know what? Curtis, instead of TJ, he would have been much more amusing. Oh, you. oh, you're kidding. Very serious. And oh, my God. He really make you think. Curtis. I mean, put you to sleep.
0: Oh, well, yeah, Curtis makes you think about killing yourself, uh, but...
1: Uh, you'd definitely consider suicide with him. Or wish somebody could but, commit but suicide with, when Chase calls in, one of the two. Oh,
0: uh, but Fisher character. Oh. Uh, he couldn't even, couldn't oh even come up with a, the gumption to commit suicide. Oh, uh, no. No. Just laid there and moaned.
1: Terrible.
0: Oh, my God. Why
1: can they Curtis? Do
0: you have any indications of whether or not he was sitting in my chair?
1: Uh, th- you know what? I, of course. I don't. I don't he, uh, no, he couldn't have. Because there's no way a broadcast could come out like that in your chair. Oh, well, yeah. There's that's no that's way, a good point. impossible. That's the point. I mean, that was that was the the worst seventies imitation of radio. It was eighteen seventies. Was, uh, yeah, that's about it. Oh, Like God. I say, Curtis with with maybe Chase calling in and committing suicide over the phone. Oh. Ooh. I was yeah yeah. I, I, I don't want to slam. Oh, that's,
0: that's the lowest blow.
1: Yeah, it, it was bad. It was really really. I mean, there's bad.
0: nobody worse than Curtis.
1: I can tell me. Except tell for me. Fisher. Yes. Yes. He 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 uh, he he made uh, Curtis uh, sound very titillating.
0: Well, I asked I asked management here to let Jeffy do the show, but they said no. I just had a new prospect named Fisher. (laughs)
1: They're
0: thinking about replacing Limbaugh with him.
1: Well, that that might be pretty good there. It wouldn't bother me there.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thanks, dude. Have a good evening. Oh man, that's that's really. Hi, you're on here nine seventy WFLA. Hi
1: Bob. Hi. Am I on the air? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Okay. Hi, you're on the air 970 WFLA. Hope you're not sorry about it. Yes.
1: How you doing
5: tonight?
0: Excellent. Thank you for inquiring. Hi, you're on the air 970 WFLA. (laughs) Only you knew, sir. Only you knew. Hi, you're on the air 970 WFLA. I
1: agree with everything you...
0: I don't agree with anything you say. Hi, you're on the air 970 WFLA.
1: Maybe the caller would like to help me attempt that, brave boy.
0: (laughs) Such a sad little pathetic man. Did you ever stop to think, Chase... I'm gone. Hundreds of thousands of people will notice. Tens of thousands will be very, very upset. Tens of thousands will be very, very happy. I've said things that people will remember for the rest of their lives. I've changed lives. impotent, poor little pathetic man who has no idea. No idea. As to who and what he really is. But that's okay.
1: Get
0: in there, everybody else does. He
1: is right. Jake.
0: You, sir, are neither clever nor funny. You're on air 970 WFLA.
4: 100,000 people will pee on your grave, but they'll leave flowers on Larson's.
0: Dude, you can say whatever you want. It doesn't change the truth. And again, you just demonstrate over and over and over again what a pathetic little piece of crap you are. Hi, you're on Air 970 WFLA. Quick and Ah. <sighs> Oh, this is a chase line. It's probably him again. Hi, uh, you're on the Air 970
1: WFLA. If only I knew what.
0: It's just amazing, isn't it? Hi, uh, you're on the Air 970 WFLA. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Excellent.
5: Hey, listen, tell me something. I lived in northern Virginia for a while, and, mm-hmm. you know, anything goes. I, I know you probably heard of the Dynamite show. Sure. I, I would have thought that that thing would have took off, uh down here, apparently it was
0: it. Why? Op- Why would you think it would have taken off?
5: Well, if you've ever listened to it, and you ever listened to the old Cleveland Wheeler Morning Show, you uh-huh. know, 10, 15 years ago, it kind of had that flavor to it.
0: Exactly. It was about 10 or 15 years old.
5: Really? So yeah. well, Aren't they doing pretty good nationwide? No, I mean, they, do extremely,
0: they do extremely well in Washington, uh, but they've been in... There's a, a really strange phenomena in this business, which I now enjoy, and that is it's called longevity. Uh, When you have been in a town forever, it's relatively easy for you. Uh, And so they do extremely well in Washington. Uh, But they've been in Washington for almost 20 years. And other markets, no, they don't do well. And they did horrible. And they're on in this market for like three or four years and nobody knows it. Well, let me ask you
5: this then. Why... uh well, you say longevity, but they're still obviously doing pretty good in the, out of Fairfax. I think they're out of you know, JFK, out of uh, yeah, uh, Fairfax, right. Fairfax. What is the uh, cycle, you think? That, how long have they been there? They've been there at least for 10, 15 years there. I think they used to have a well exactly. A what, show in that market.
0: And what do they talk about? They talk about Redskins football. They talk about that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they, they do a lot of local stuff. A lot of inside stuff, a lot of stuff that you would have had to have been listening to them for 10, 15 years to know what the hell they're talking about, just like me.
5: Well, when is radio going to revert back to, in all these large syndicated programs revert back to local programs? Never. Really? Never. You, you're telling me that the demand is never going to go back to that point?
0: Okay, let's look at it this way, dude. How much did uh, Don and Mike cost uh, WQIK to run in the afternoon?
5: Probably nothing.
0: That's right. That's absolutely correct, sir.
5: Yeah, but there's a. And you could have
0: even you could have even run it with a computer, so you wouldn't have even needed a board operator.
5: But this medium, which is which is talk, even though I know you don't like where it's gone, there's more people I think listening to it and active in talk radio than ever. And if you did nothing but national syndicated talk shows, I mean, if W F L A went off the air, and let's say one of the and there was no like sports talk radio, which is very Mm -hmm. big. People would be going berserk.
0: No, sports talk radio is not very big, sir. It is very small. It just happens to um, be a, a well, revenue generator.
5: Exactly. Well, so not pull saying, any numbers. Well, people still, and maybe I'm wrong, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but people are involved in like talk radio, I think now more than ever.
0: Sure, because people are voyeurs. They don't participate in it.
5: You you don't think there's more people participating now than there was 10, 15 years ago? Oh, my
0: God, not even close. All right. Fifteen years ago, there were about a hundred talk stations in this country. Today, there's seven or eight hundred. Okay.
5: I'm only 28, man, so
0: well, I guess well, my
5: knowledge is a little
0: bit. Uh, well, anyway. it's true. There are about seven or eight hundred talk stations. Now, there, you would have to. Uh, have you ever heard of Davenport, Iowa? Sure. Okay, Davenport, Iowa, is the 156th or 57th market. So in other words, there are, you know, 155 bigger markets in Davenport, Iowa. And if you have seven or 800 uh, stations uh, like, uh, you know, somebody like Limbaugh does, that means that most of them are in towns smaller, much smaller than Davenport, Iowa, or Sarasota, or Venice. Much smaller. So therefore, in order to do a reasonably successful syndicated talk radio, you have to aim your show at markets like that. Very unsophisticated markets, very small markets, uh, uh, markets where uh, controversy it just does not play, and that's why syndicated radio, uh, first of all, works because it aims at those markets, and that's what it survives on. And, you know, oh. uh, syndicated. The Rush Limbaugh show does not exist because it's big in uh, Chicago and New York and uh, Los Angeles. It's, it exists because it's big in Venice, uh, Florida, and. Uh, you know, Pomona, California, and, you know, Patterson, New Jersey. And you can run it without people. And you can run it without people. Yeah. Although, actually, you have to pay, uh, most markets have to pay something for the Limbaugh show. All right, man. Okay, dude. Take it easy. You be good. Once a week. In one, uh, you know, region of the country, it was, um, it was very important then that when you heard a man on the radio or a woman on the radio, that you had some feeling of, of, of connection with them. It was important that, that you felt as though that they were people, real, honest-to-God people. Well, things have changed dramatically. You now, most of the people I'm talking to were not born here. And a lot of you won't die here. You're going to move yet again. And you get most of your information from someplace far, far, far away. You spend most of your time watching fictitious characters on the movie screen or, or the, uh, the television screen or on the other side of uh, your computer. And so it's no longer important that people feel as though the individual they're listening to is really just down the street and around the corner. It just doesn't matter anymore. I had a conversation, I think it was Monday or Tuesday night, Gabe Hobbs was in town, and he came down to see me during one of the breaks, and so we stood out in the hall exchanging small talk. And I had mentioned, uh, he's now up in Atlanta, and I had mentioned uh, this uh, guy, Neil Bortz. And I went on to say that, uh, the the guy just astonishes me, because he's genuinely stupid, genuinely, very, very shallow man. And I went on to say that, to the best of my knowledge, he was the highest paid local talk talent in the country, and I'm pretty sure that's correct. Hobbs basically said that he tended to agree with me. Neil uh, Bortz works for Cox Radio. And uh, Hobbs went on to say, But, you know, Cox is notorious. I, you know, God, they've got newsreaders on staff making more than 75000 a year. And they're just uh, notorious for uh, paying uh, very, very high wages. And then he went on further to say that, you know, Cox uh, lives, uh, they live in the past. But they're happy with a 15 or 20% return on investment where the industry standard is now 50 or 60. So, my young friend, don't wait for the return of live local DJs and live local talk. It ain't going to happen. It will not happen until the government undoes what they have done with uh, deregulation, and that's not likely any time in the near future. And on top of that, there'll be even greater pressure with the advent of satellite radio. It'll make it even more difficult to go back to the way it used to be. And that's the name of the game. 990 WFLA in Hillsborough. 990 WFLA. Police departments and that kind of stuff. And how in the hell he has time. And where where would you even go to begin to find out what the traffic situation was in Herkimer, New York, which is in central New York, out in the middle of nowhere. And the largest main metropolitan area is Utica, and it's a good drive. I hate him. Please, Gary, email me and tell me how you are doing this. Please. 990 WFLA in Hillsborough, 990 WFLA in Pinellas, 461 WFLA, 461 WFLA. So let me see if I understand this this uh, correctly. This is a Fur Free Friday, and as we speak, the uh, you know, lovers of the animals are out there uh, protesting. And of course, they're having an incredible effect on the community, because when I first moved here, I, there was a fur salon on every other street corner. So let me see if I understand this correctly. They're all worried about those poor little minks and chinchillas and things of that nature. And they're out there protesting in front of a mall where inside that mall are scores, if not hundreds of people paid less than a living wage. And that they don't care about at all.
5: No, it's the poor little minks! Oh, 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 oh!
0: You see, you guys just you just never never look at things correctly. Uh, let's see, uh, you know, we'll round it off and call it five bucks an hour. It's probably a little bit better than that, but we'll make it easy. We'll call it five bucks an hour is what those people inside are getting paid. And of course, you can't live on five dollars an hour. You can't come close to living on five dollars an hour. How much money do you think runs through a register in a department store in the course of an hour? Let's be Let's be ridiculously, ridiculously conservative and say 500 bucks during the course of an hour, okay? So if the person running that 500 bucks during the course of an hour is making $5 an hour, and they doubled their wages to $10 an hour, which is beginning to approach a livable wage, that means it would require a 1% increase in the cost of the merchandise that was sold. In other words, you buy a $20 pair of, uh, you know, a, a pair of underwear. It would now cost you $20.02 to double the wage of the person behind the register. I live to see the 90s. Hi, you're on the air 970
4: WFLA. Hello, Mr. Lasseter. How are you doing?
0: Excellent, sir.
4: How have you been? Um, I called up. Uh, it's been a long time since I've talked to you. Yeah? Um, but lately, I've had a chance to listen to the new morning show Yeah. with uh, uh, Jack and Sharon Taylor. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering... Oh, is,
0: Turkey Girl, yeah.
4: Turkey Girl. <laughs> I was wondering, is there, are they going to make that a permanent situation or are they waiting for Jack to get back?
0: Well, Teddy comes back. I think uh, December first. If mean, I'm Teddy, not mistaken, I'm, you
4: know. yeah. Uh, well, I kind of like Sharon. I've a lot of people I've talked to. Have, uh... Sharon's
0: incredibly good, and she's a, you know she's really a great, great, great second banana.
4: Yes, yes. I mean,
5: she. It's been nice because. You...